Welcome to the Quality and Qualifications Ireland podcast. QQI is a state agency that promotes quality and accountability in education and training in Ireland. In this episode, you'd hear Brian Maguire, QQI's Director of Quality Assurance, in conversation with our host, Paula Mahoney, about QQI's role in quality assurance in Ireland's education sector. Brian, can you tell me what your job or your role in QQI is, please? My role is to oversee QQI's quality assurance activities across the whole range of education and training providers, from further education and training to English language to higher education. It involves a range of different interactions with different kinds of providers. In many ways, all of what QQI does is about quality assurance, but we have a specific set of things we do to do with approving new providers, reviewing existing providers, and their programs. And that's essentially the area that my team works in. Tell me, is it a complicated area, quality assurance? Is it a very complicated business ensuring quality? It's both very simple and very complicated. In some ways, it's very simple. At the level of the individual classroom or student, quality assurance, you know at the end of a class, oh, that went well, I learned something today, teacher produced good uh, notes, raised good topics, and so on. And so in that sense, quality assurance is very simple. But in order for a whole organization to do that consistently across courses, across lecturers or teachers, over time, and to have this direction, dimension of continual improvement, then that really does require increasing levels of complexity, both internally within the provider and also in terms of how QQI helps the provider demonstrate what it's learned. And in the area of quality assurance, who's the most important person or which part of the process is the most vital one? Well, here I think I go back to my own experience actually as, as a lecturer, which is that it's that moment when you reach the end of the day or the end of a class and, aha, a student has understood something that they didn't understand before. So the student, ultimately it's about the students. They're the key beneficiaries. Now, they may not know that they're beneficiaries of quality assurance because quality assurance is what puts all the bits in place. So people who are listening to this podcast don't know all the effort that the studio engineers have done to get the sound right and to get the levels right and so on. But similarly, the student doesn't know all the effort that the lecturer went through to produce the curriculum, that the college went through to have that curriculum validated, that QQI goes through then to see what steps the, uh, the college or university or further education trainer has undertaken to keep all of that up to date, to refresh it, to use feedback from the students, say, oh, well, you know, that particular class, that particular module didn't work very well, wasn't properly prepared, so that the next time around it's improved, and that all of those systems have to be continually checked and improved. You use the word improved now, so are you saying that quality assurance isn't simply delivering the status quo, delivering what we have always delivered to the same standard that we've always delivered it? Are you saying that quality assurance is also about improvement? In some industries, quality assurance is used to say that a widget is always a widget. It's supposed to be 10 centimetres long. It's exactly 10 centimetres long every time. You don't improve on it by making it 10.5 centimetres or 9.5 centimetres. But 
in education, it's not like that. You know, students learning isn't like widgets. There's always ways to improve. There's always ways to learn how to learn. And so I think improvement is at the heart of our understanding of how quality assurance works, both in terms of the internal quality assurance, that's what happens within an educational or training institution, and the external, which is where we come and look at how they are doing their quality assurance. So our direct role is as the external reviewers of the quality assurances carried out inside the institution. So on the one hand, we have an education training provider. Are you saying that that education and training provider has a quality assurance system? Absolutely. The model of QQI uses is that we, first of all, set out our expectations. What do we expect an education and training provider to do in terms of quality assurance? Uh, That means they have to have a policy, they have to have systems, uh, different uh, procedures that they follow and developing a program in assessing students, in dealing with student complaints and periodically reviewing how the students are experiencing the course. So all of those different elements, we set out our expectations, they set up their procedures, then they go along, they implement them and we come along and check are they actually implementing what they said they were going to implement and how effective has that implementation been, that quality assurance implementation carried out inside the institution. So it's a two-step process. Are you like auditors coming into a company and checking that the information the company has given you is correct? There is an element of that. A central part of what we do is about the transparency so that you can see what steps a provider is taking. They have to publish the outcome of their own evaluations and reports and and the statistics on how many students are progressing and how many are passing the exam and how that relates to what scores the student had on intake, for example. And so one of the steps we take is to verify that they're gathering this information, that they're using it properly, and that the judgments that they make are properly informed by comparison with peer institutions. Because education, again, back to it not being like a widget, because it's not like a widget, it can't be measured with a tape measure like a widget. So you really are relying on experts from a similar background to make those judgments. So it's not me or my colleagues in the office who make the judgments about whether a program in College X is good enough or the overall system in College Y is a university is is good enough. Those judgments are made by peers coming either from other institutions at home and abroad or by students themselves. So we have student representatives or by people coming from employers or other industries or other organizations that would have an interest in how the quality of the graduates is being assured. Brian, if I was a training provider, education and training provider in, say, Donegal, and I was in regular communication with QQI, what contacts would you have with me in order to ensure that I kept up the quality assurance system which I told you I had in place already? Well, we have level of statistical checks. So how many students are you submitting for certification? How many students are you registering? What proportion of the students that you're registering are ultimately completing the programs and so on? We get information from the external reviewers or authenticators who will be looking at those students' results, assessments and so on. We get uh, response to any 
external information that's put out about the college. So if there are complaints from students, for example, we'll be able to check up on those. And then we also periodically revalidate your programs. And we will also, in the future, be doing external reviews of your quality of your provision. So you'll be reviewing the individual training providers? At the moment, we review all the individual training providers in the public higher education. And in the future, we'll be doing that for the further education and training providers and the private sector providers as well at an institutional level, as well as the periodic revalidation of programs. Brian, we started off and you were describing how QQI itself has a quality assurance system within the organisation. And now we've talked about the individual colleges or providers having a quality assurance system and how you, QQI, assists the colleges. Do you provide advice to colleges, to training providers, or to the vocational education sector? Are you also advisors or are you just people who check up? That's a very good observation because we both have a very formal level where we set out our expectations through quality assurance guidelines, as we call them. These are a statutory function, something we have to say, what do we expect providers to do? It's not just left to their own devices. But then, having set out our expectations, we don't just simply come along and check up. We do actually also have a role of helping them to come together to share good practice sector by sector. So every year we'll have conferences, for example, for the higher education sector or the further education and training sector or the English language education sector so that they can learn from each other. We'll also bring in international experts or people from research background who can say, well, this is the latest thing we find on how you improve the student experience here, there or the other way. This is the latest in new learning technology and how you ensure that that improves the quality of the student's experience. So these are the kinds of initiatives that we do to what we call enhance the quality. So again, it's not just a question of checking up. Checking up is important. Facilitating that externality, that independence, absolutely. There wouldn't be much assurance in the quality assurance. On the other hand, if it's always just about checking up, then that's not actually trying to reach up. That's not just about trying to improve. And what we really do want to do is to try and improve because the expectations of the public are growing all the time. We have more students going into our system. Uh, There's not a whole lot more money going into the system. So they have to work cleverer in the institutions. And one way to do this is to facilitate this sharing of good practice. And uh, that's something, for example, the growth in the use of information technology means that some institutions now have very good systems of tracking how students are doing. You know, the DCU is one of the pioneers in this. Finding out, you know, is it the students who go to the library the most who do best in the exams, all things being equal because they know what they came in with in terms of leaving cert points? Or is it those who spend more time in the laboratory? What are the indicators that the students are starting to fall behind? How can you pick them up and, and intervene to support students who are falling behind to reduce the dropout rate? So that's a way of using technological developments to enhance how the college is able to support students and improve their learning. So on the one hand, just to try and see if I've got it clear in my head, 
You check. You've got a statutory duty to check. You set standards and you check.、Mm-hmm. And on the other side of it, you are advisors, facilitators, and consultants. Have I left anything important out? No, I I, th- I think that's fair. Though I'd say that we we consult to the system as a whole. We don't consult to individual colleges. We don't give direct advice to individual providers. We、uh, hold the ring, rent the hall, get the speakers, and, and after that, I have to say we get a very good response from the institutions. I think in Ireland, we have created an environment where the colleges are really trying to improve all the time. They know that they're. To some extent, on the back foot in terms of being funded less than maybe peer institutions internationally, so they have to be cleverer about how they use what they've got. And there must be interesting examples from other countries of how employers and education training providers connect with each other. There are. It's quite different because it depends on the historical traditions in each different. Locality. So Germany, for example, is a famously has a lot of interaction between the local chambers of commerce, which represent employers and the training providers for their apprenticeship system. But it's very hard to replicate that system back in Ireland, where, for example, American multinationals have a very high presence, but they have a completely different set of expectations and a completely different culture in terms of how they interact with the education and training system. So you're not trying to import a quality assurance system from another country. It sounds to me as if what you're trying to do is to learn from them, but do it in a way that fits in with the Irish way. Yes, that's a good way of characterising it. We do bring experts from these countries to come and share their perspectives, whether it's through enhancement events or indeed through sitting on panels. So our recent、uh, reviews of. The apprenticeship programs that are organised by Solus, the Further Education Authority, for example, would have included representatives from Luxembourg and Iceland and、uh, Scotland and places like that, so that we can get views on how does the Irish solution to the Irish problems look like from the perspective of people who have seen how these problems or similar problems are solved in their own countries. Can I ask you just very quickly if you met somebody from a new Education and training provider, a new one on your books. You met them like in a lift, and they said to you, "What are the two or three things I need to get genned up on in order to fit in with the established quality assurance system? What would it be? Know exactly what it is you're trying to do, know how you're going to show that you've done it, and know how that you're going to be able to assure us that you're trying to improve all the time. Great, three clear. Bullets,、yeah. great, Brian McGuire. Thank you very, very much. It's been a real education talking with you. Thank、Quality、you very、issue. much. The Quality and Qualifications Ireland podcast is hosted by Paula Mahoney and produced by Show and Tell Communications on behalf of QQI. Sound recording by Beacon Studios. Sound editing by Mark Cotton. The producers for QQI are Deirdre Miller and Laura Carrigan. You can find out more about QQI and the topics covered in this episode at qqi.ie.